Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Willard to Wild and Chris again. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. September 2nd, 2021. We are two days away from the start of Kentucky's football season, and us folks at Kentucky Roll Call are beyond excited. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. Wake up, go outside, see the dew on the grass. Feels like fall. Hope everybody's off to a great start. Nick Roush, how are you, buddy? Doing all right. Doing all right, Terry. Had a good night's sleep. Good. Just. Man, football's back. Tonight? Well, I guess so there were some games. games last night. I didn't know. Yeah, I'm not going to get all State. hyped for yeah. UAB. Yeah, sorry, Bill Clark. Yeah, apologies to Bill Clark. But tonight, tonight is real. Tonight is good. Tonight is exciting. Oh, and you feel, to some degree, Roush, like we have made it. Oh, yeah. We did it. And even though we had week zero last, you know, we, we got excited about it. I'm not going to blame ourselves for it. But mm-hmm. this is actually like I mean, a decent night one, of college two, football. Three, four, five, six. Seven, oh, yeah. Keep going. 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 14, 14, 15, 15 16. 16 college football games Thursday night. Now, not all of them are on TV because, like, are you really chasing that Houston Baptist at New Mexico game? Yes, you are because Terry Wilson's quarterback in New Mexico, Lobos. Hell but, yeah. But I don't I don't see where it's on television. Probably on like their local Fox Sports whatever. But nevertheless, four, a lot of games. Four ranked teams playing tonight, as a matter just, of fact. Just, you might want to avoid the SEC network. Bowling Green's going to Tennessee. That's a lot of orange for your eyeballs. It could. I know we've got some listeners out there who have light sensitivity. You know, you, just be careful. I know we also have some listeners and some talkers that uh, are very afraid of the Vols, so maybe watch that game, get a scouting report. <laughs> Boom roasted. Justin Kalen, how are we doing this morning? How are you, buddy? I am great. I, too, got a good night of sleep. I woke up. Granted, it's a little early for hoodie weather, but it was nice to throw on a hoodie this morning instead oh. of going outside and sweating. A hoodie? Yeah. I mean, Nick, I lived in Florida for four years. 59 to me is freezing. I will say... I did for about five minutes put on the seat warmer, but my back's also a little sore. So, that was, oh, was yeah, it more yeah, for the, was more. it more for the cold or the back? It was more for the back because after five minutes, I was like, ah, I'm too. But you hot. probably this, had the windows this, down this, this too, is too right? Much. I'm a window down guy. Yes, I had yeah, the windows yeah. down. And it was a little chilly. Like I, I it, a hoodie did cross my mind on 71 when uh, I had the windows down, just blasting my music, waking myself up, getting ready for this amazing radio show that we do every morning from seven to nine. But yeah, it's, uh, it felt good outside this morning. Work go okay yesterday? Yeah. You missed you, a hell of a lunch. You missed a hell of a bar shift. Oh, yeah? Thanks for coming in. Well, obviously. <laughs> what uh, what what happened? Um, Nothing specifically. I mean, I had, a, I had a, a pretty simple night. I will tell you all a story, though, from the night before. So I had a girl from Ford come in, probably the most awkward person I've ever talked to in my entire life. Like the, the conversation was just overly awkward. It started like this. I asked her if she brought her chips or all the chips for the trucks. And her response was, nah, I haven't went shopping yet. I'm kind of just relaxing today. Hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. 
Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff you deal with as a bartender. That's interesting. No, always, it's not. Always something. Always something, though. I feel like that makes shifts kind of go back quicker. Give did you, have, give you stuff to think about. Did have a couple run up a hundred dollar bar tab last night. That was kind of cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Who were you pouring shots? No, they were they they were drinking wines and then they switched to bourbon. I was like, what? Whoa! You never done that? No, not I went from bourbon to wine. I think never from wine to bourbon. Well, because wine's like a dinner drink, and then you have your nightcap. You know. I think it could be the other way around. Like bourbon's a dinner drink with like your steak, and then you have some wine as a dessert. That's how I see it. Oh yeah, no, but I'm, I wouldn't want to mix them. But I wouldn't want to mix them. Period. For True. Yeah. That just I'm a big like you start with your wine or beer, and then you you move on to your your bourbon. To some degree, it's like watching a rom com versus like a horror movie. It's you don't I I don't see both of them being fun to. To kind of mix together, but Nick, I think you're right because they did refer to their bourbons as their nightcap. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I do love the re- referencing a nightcap in terms of having like <laughs> one last drink before you before you turn in uh, or, or whatnot. This, this was like, that, like, who wears like, an actual nightcap anymore? Well, Ebenezer Scrooge. We've talked about that. That needs to come back. It's worth saying full on nightgowns like they wore in like the, 19, the early 1900s. It's worth saying that this was at like 7:20. Oh wow. <laughs> They were in bed by eight. Promise. Were they a couple? Sounds like a great, yeah. great night. Yeah, does doesn't sound too shabby. Doesn't sound too shabby at all. What also doesn't sound too shabby is having John Summerall on the show today, or Nick Roush. Yeah, Kentucky linebackers coach and co-defense coordinator is going to join us. Yeah, you and, don't leave out the co-defense coordinator part. And here's the thing, too: if y'all never heard Summerall talk, he he sounds like a football coach. He'll get you fired up for football. So. Pretty pumped to talk about the UK defense and how they're going to beat the hell out of ULM on Saturday. Talking with UK, you all when you ask for an interview request or to to get somebody on the show, you generally need like kind of a reason why. The reason why for for Summerall today was just we're everybody's pumped for football. We just <laughs> want to talk to a coach. We were like, we'll take a player, we'll take a coach, we'll take anybody, and they said. Summerall is going to be the oh, guy for this, and he's he is the guy for the job too. He is the uh, consummate. Let's get fired up. Got that raspy coach voice too. Ah, probably in like midseason form with the voice, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, people forget he was like the—I don't know if he was the rah rah guy or not, but he was a linebacker at UK back in uh, early two thousands. Played with Wesley Woodyard. Ran alongside that guy. Huh? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, to be yeah. honest with you, well, which that- he just got out of the NFL. And I I felt really bad not knowing that he didn't play in the league last year. Who? Woodyard. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, wait, Summerall was in the NFL. <laughs> no, no. The, the hell's going on here? Uh, all right, but you will have him on a little bit later, uh, second segment of the show today. If you have any questions you want us to ask him, feel free to fire him in five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Roush, we got. Tons to talk about, as we always do here on KRC. Got a ton of text messages as well already from the podcast listeners, 502-414-1450. Want to hear from the live listeners. We Roush was going to to bring in the DeSales intern today who was going to come up with the ideas to give away tickets mm-hmm. to the game. And uh, ended up we're going we're gonna to do that another time. We're going to bring right. him in another time. But... We still need to figure out I, what we're going to do with these tickets. I have an idea. Okay. Now, um, it, it would involve our Twitter followers. Okay. And essentially, it's a gif off. Or you, some other people might a say. A gif off? Yes. How fired up are you for Kentucky football? Best gif wins two tickets. 
That's my thought. But what, what are we just grading on what we find most entertaining? Yes. What tickles our pickles per se the most? Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm down. It's fine. I, I, I keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. And that's Always a good be way you get a lot of people involved. And if nothing else, we're going to be entertained by it. Yeah. All right. So, so from now till like six, seven o'clock tonight. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. How about seven o'clock tonight? Once kind of the game start get yeah going. yeah there we go. We'll announce a winner. We will announce a winner. But so I'll only, fire that tweet off during the show. Yeah, and I'll retweet it. But only respond to Roush's. Well, I'll just retweet it. I won't even quote there tweet it. Okay. And uh, and only play if you can actually win. Go. Yeah. And I'll say this because not everybody that follows Roush is probably a KRC listener, as dumb as that may sound. Bunch of dumb dumbs out there. I know. You know. If you're following Nick Roush, you got to be totally listening to KRC. Totally. So I will say, KRC listeners, you probably have the inside track based on you know what we like. Oh, yeah. Right? Like oh, you can yeah. play inside jokes, could land, could could separate you from the the, the rest of the pack. And we'll. Uh, we 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 and, hope that it's a KRC and listener. Here's that how I know that you're going to be a KRC listener responding because I know one of the gifts that's going to be used. Don't use this one, KRC listeners. Don't use the Michael Scott. Oh my God, it's happening! Like that's yeah. too easy. That's too, too easy. easy. It's too easy. Well, let's let's take it up a notch. Crank it up a notch. Anything along that I think you should leave lines would be pretty uh, topical and practical. So, you know, if you're trying to play to one judge here, <laughs> feel free to do that. But Roush will fire that bad boy off. We'll get away a winner. But only play if you're actually planning on using the tickets, going to the game. Uh, right now, maybe you don't have tickets. Or you're not sure if you want to go, but if free tickets came your way, nice seats, by the way. Uh, and we are very thankful, courtesy of our our guy Tyler for providing those for us. Then, then we would be happy to give them somebody that's definitely going to use them and enjoy what is going to be a beautiful day mm-hmm. on Saturday, nice and cool. Man. And, uh, yeah, I, you I, won't need a hoodie. Scoozer might, but you won't need a hoodie. You're you, going to feel great. You're going to feel great out there in the and Kentucky. Too cold sun. for a scooter. Is what it is. Got used to that heat. What are you doing for the games tonight, Justin? Uh, that's a great question. I'm hoping to actually get back in time for them. So I have to go to Evansville with my roommate. Um, we're going to play some golf out there. Well, we probably won't be home till right at 7. You, so. All right, so you have to go play golf. Yeah, no time. Well. No time. So has to go to Evansville to play golf. Long story short, my roommate won a grand on a lottery ticket. So uh, we got to go to Evansville to pick it up. And what? we're going to golf while we're there. Something's up. Yeah. Y'all are and, and you have a lottery scam and you're not letting us in on it. What he also hell? he also won five grand about a year ago. We're we're some lucky guys. Seriously, what the hell is what's going on? Hmm. Got to play to win. And Trevor just never texted me back yesterday. Let alone did he get a lottery. Ticket. Well, he didn't send music this for this morning, so maybe he. Just... I'm assuming something happened. Oh boy, it's not good. Did he do the? I wonder if he did the Mike Rutherford show yesterday. Oh, no. I didn't hear I him. Listening. I didn't hear him. Not either, when I was listening. But he had Howie with him. Huh. Hmm. 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 Did comment on the Facebook page though. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, a little worried about the big guy now. The, the fact that he didn't send music over. Nobody's heard from him. He didn't get the lottery ticket, which isn't. Maybe that's what he didn't send music over because he didn't get the lottery ticket. He was like, I can't. I can't do one, not the other. <laughs> Roush, I don't know when we want to bring this up, but we, we do have an update in the deputy deputy doofus 
Let's just bring it up now. Because on the one hand, it was like, you know, we probably get a bigger audience around the 8 o'clock hour. But you're right. Let's just bring it up now because we're 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 going to be just kind of talking about this or that till we have summer all on. And then we'll talk football. We'll end that. And then we'll uh, probably get into text. And we got a lot of recruiting news to get to, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, maybe now is the, the appropriate time to do it. So, I worked late yesterday till about probably 6.30. Wife worked late as well, but she got off uh, a little bit earlier than I did. And like I've talked about, I am not the chef in the Walker household. She is. And what she says goes, as any good husband would say. And she told me, I just don't really feel like cooking tonight. Totally all right on my part. So what do you want to do? We agreed the weather was pretty nice around 6.30, 6.45. Let's just go find a patio, get a quick bite to eat. And uh, and then we'll go home. Big TV night. You had Big Brother, The Challenge, American Horror Story. Tonight, by the way, just as we talked about, unbelievable with all the mm-hmm. college football on. But then you also get Big Brother. And then you get What We Do in the Shadows starts tonight, which you haven't watched that show. You are missing out big time. That's a hilarious comedy that's on FX. And then, Roush, something that I've brought up, but I haven't seen enough other people bring up, United States World Cup qualifying starts tonight. Which, yeah, why isn't Pulisic going? Oh, I don't know. He's not going. Yeah, he's not going. Okay, well, that's just not good. Yeah, like he was this for all intents and purposes. After missing out the last go around, this is the World Cup to me. Because if you don't do well here, there is no World Cup. So I'm treating this like the World Cup moving forward. Huge tonight, uh, ten o'clock though. So I'm really gonna have to. I'm I'm gonna be dragging tomorrow. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No, they take on El Salvador. It should be a win, but it's on the road. You just really never know about that. Not starting until 10 o'clock. So huge TV night, but I regress. We are eating dinner, having a good time. We literally just sit down at our place and order our drinks. When I get a text message from a family member, and it's a picture of Deputy Doofus and Drew Diener Hmm. sitting together at a bar, just those two, hanging out which is supposedly a normal thing for them to do, go grab drinks. That's fine. No no, no issues with that. So I think that this family member is kind of starting to freak out a little bit. Like, oh, my gosh, they are right next to me. And then another family member with them was wanted to go let Deputy Doofus have Have a piece of her mind after everything she had to say about about her dear family member, TJ Walker. And I said, no, we don't need to – we don't need to do that. Like, don't do not do that. But I wanted to think, what could we do that would be funny in this regard? Good opportunity. You can't pass it up, right, right? Right, of course. So I wanted this family member just to go introduce themselves, say I'm related to TJ, and then kind of just make them feel silly and be like, that was, that. what a hilarious back and forth that was. Man, well, you know, he's a, and just like kind of like diffuse the situation, if you will. They didn't want to do that. That's fine. I said, all right, what if you buy them drinks and yeah. say they're from, from me? And, and, and the bartender brings them drinks. They get it. They, it's from TJ. That'd be hilarious. They say that the drinks are from the sports talker, which I have no idea if Diener and Doofus know that I used to do a show called TJ Walker, the sports talker. Right. They called you, the, he called you the catwalker. That's true. They called me the catwalker, which that could also just be in reference to somebody wanting to go walk cats or something like that. Right. Uh, or you know maybe it's like I'm good on a tightrope. Who who knows what the reference to it to a catwalker would be in this regard? Anyways, they bring them the drinks. Here's the interesting part: the way that it was told to me, 
they bring in the drinks, but at first the bartender just sets one down while like turning around to get another and is like, this is courtesy of the sports talker. The way it was told to me, and maybe Deputy Doofus would have a different way of telling this. His initial reaction was, my buddy doesn't get a drink. <laughs> well, like, who does that if you're getting a free drink? <laughs> Not a free drink for my pal? And then she was like, no, I'm getting it, and like turned around and handed it to him. <laughs> and they were like, who was it from? They said the sports soccer, and, they, and supposedly they both started laughing. But that was that. That was the interaction. Neither one, it, you know, would have thought maybe old Deputy Doofus sends out a tweet, bygones or bygones, thanks for the beer, or something like that. No, I, I haven't heard Ooh, from, I haven't may, heard from him. Maybe the sheriff says, oh, here's your olive pants. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe he was half. like, what an idiot. Yeah. You know, I hate this guy. Now he's buying my beers for me. <laughs> Sucker. So Deputy Doofus and Diener had a drink on uh, courtesy of my relative, but via me, and hope they uh, hope they enjoyed it because I certainly am not taking all of this all that seriously, and I have had a blast with it. But uh, I'm not so sure if the doofus feels the same way. But that's okay, one way or another. But how funny was that? Just mm. to, and that's the thing about Louisville, though. You know, that's Small, why big town. that's seriously why you need to be careful about what you say about folks, is because if my Family relative sends me that picture while we're going to this restaurant. You bet your sweet buns I am bypassing the place we went and heading straight where they were. If we hadn't sat down and already got our drinks, I would have been there. And who, what content that could have been. But that's why you got to be careful about what you say about folks in Louisville. You're going to run into them at some point. Yep, and you're going to have to say it to their face. You coward ass. <laughs> Forgot hypocrite. Oh yeah, coward, hypocrite, yeah, hypocrite, coward. Uh, that, yeah, that was that was a big part of it. So, uh, water under the bridge, as far as I'm concerned. It still, I, I know your ex boss brought it up on his show yesterday, which he did what he does from time to time, takes what is actually entertaining audio or an entertaining story, and then either intentionally or unintentionally twist it to make it something different. They were very confused about why they wanted to shave me after giving me a belly rub, which was never, was not what was said, you know? Sheep shave. Sheep shave. You're getting your wool. But that was, but I'm glad they got a kick out of it as well, because that audio was, yeah. needs to be put in the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, man. Right uh, as far as I'm concerned. That's why Marconi made the radio for content like that. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows that Marconi made, made the radio, and nobody ever forgets it. Yeah. Except the people in Western Kentucky who think that their guy made it first. And also, we talked about this like a month ago, and I had never known that. Suck uh, it, Marconi. Guglielmo Marconi was oh, the guy. Guglielmo, who, it's just a great name. It is a pretty cool name. You should name your baby Guglielmo. <laughs> Guglielmo Walker. The oh, sports talk. It's got a good ring to it. Yeah. 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 So good stuff all around there. Uh, we've got a lot to get to on today's show. Roush, mm -hmm. big recruiting news from the basketball front. I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later on the show, but we're getting some decision dates and most importantly, Shade and Sharp. Yes. Uh, Monday, Tuesday? It's next the week. The, the 7th, 7th, which what is it? Tuesday. Okay. There we go. Yeah. And then uh, Casey Wallace narrowed his list as well. He's down so. to four, Kentucky, Texas, Tennessee, and UTSA, San Antonio. Ooh, the Roadrunners. The Roadrunners. So, and I don't think he – I think he's planning on announcing in a month or two or something like that, maybe November. Uh, so we're seeing the post-visit. All right, here we go. Let's tee this thing up. And uh, 
Is it weird that it doesn't feel like there's much drama surrounding Sharp? It's like, oh. It's nice. Yeah. These are always the more fun ones, but wouldn't it be a kick in time? I'm not even going to speak no, it into don't, existence. Don't, I'm not going to speak it into existence. We can't. Gonna... We're having too many good vibes today. There's college football on tonight. Top five teams are playing. It's going to be great. Yep, it is. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, we've got uh, things starting with Temple Rutgers, which, I mean, that's just electricity. Go, Temple, go. And, oh, yeah. Decommit yeah. Gavin. Decommit <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> Uh, and then at seven, Boise State, UCF. That one probably going to end up being the best game of the night. And uh, Ohio State, Minnesota, that's really the, the marquee one at 8 o'clock. Uh, we also got South Florida at NC State. That should be, you know, that's something to flip on every once in a while. And uh, Western Kentucky, the tops, they play the Skyhawks of UT Martin. So got a, got a little bit of uh, everything going on tonight. Scooter, are you still all on the Buckeyes beating the crap out of the uh, Golden Gophers? I think they will, but I'm I'm more hesitant about it than I was. I, I'm kind of like TJ with the old uh, what was it you were hesitant about yesterday? Oh, it was the Louisville. He was coming back down. No, I just was saying I I'm getting a little nervous. All the money was on Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, See, oh, yeah. And I'm going. Right. I'm I'm feeling the opposite. I'm like, oh well, Ohio State's going to win by a million. So well, you, I'm more confident now. So I, you, you're actually the reason I'm less confident. You brought up the whole Tanner Morgan thing. Oh, three year starter, yada yada. So. At Minnesota, I don't know. I, I do think Ohio State covers, but I'm I'm more worried about it than I was. What? Uh, well, we need to get to a break because we're gonna have summer all on here soon. But I will. Right, we'll, let's let's put a pin in this. Let's remember to bring this back up. Just talking about games and betting for tonight. Because Roush, I'm gonna need to get all my bets in before I leave Indiana today. Because yeah. you know, legal to do it here. That's right. Also, well, I already made a parlay yesterday. When I bet the Kentucky minus seven and a half uh-huh. for the first quarter. Yep, same me too. again, Kentucky's going to be up by more plus, than a touchdown. Plus money, too. Uh, which is crazy. Uh, and then I, I bet the over on the over 13, but I accidentally bet the under. Oh. But that's the beautiful thing about DraftKings. They let you cash out your bet. No, no, I had, didn't lose a nickel on it. Accidentally betting the wrong bet. Oh, nice. Was able to cash it back out, make the place the right one. Because uh, sometimes your dumb brain does stuff like that. Yeah. All right, we're going to hit a break. We'll come back. We will have co-defensive coordinator and inside linebacker coach John Summerall joining the show next year on Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. up and I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? Kentucky Roll Call. I would rather listen to F- Walker and Roush. Then have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Hey, Welcome back. Summer Kentucky Roll, Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Justin should definitely turn his mic off before he does anything else <laughs> this instant. Oh, that was funny. Remember how At Trevor... least we didn't get the Trevor voice. Hey, it's me, Trevor Kelsey, with the radio show. Mm. Uh, it looks like we had you down for this time. 
<laughs> I think we got coached. It was Sorry, guys. Great. No worries there, Justin. We're happy to have John, John Summerall on Kentucky Roll Call as Kentucky kicks off his season in just two days on Saturday, taking on Louisiana Monroe. John, how are you? I'm great, guys. How are y'all doing? Doing well. You're with TJ Walker and Nick Roush. We're pumped up for the season. Our listeners are pumped up for the season, but I know that everybody at the UK football facility probably more pumped up. It, it's been a it's been a long off season, I would uh, imagine. I'm sure everybody there is ready for Saturday. Yeah, we're we're extremely excited. I mean, a lot of hard work goes into getting, you know, 13, 14, how many every opportunities they give us every year. And, uh, and, and we, we put a lot of time into it. The players put a lot of time into it. Um, and, and you put all this hard work in to go, to go take advantage of these opportunities. So we're, we couldn't be more excited. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta calm the excitement a little bit because you keep, there isn't such thing as being too excited. You gotta, you gotta be a little bit, a little bit calm and focused at what you're doing, the task at hand, but, but I think we're ready, and our guys are ready to get back in, in front of fans at, at Kroger Field and, and, and watch it. You know, hopefully you guys get to watch a good football game on Saturday. Now, John, I know you've been here a few years now, so some people might forget that you actually played back in the day for the Cats. And I, you always strike me as the kind of guy that would have been, I don't know if you were going to be doing the Cash Daniel kind of pump-up speech before, but what, <laughs> but I could see you getting the team yeah. fired up before game. What was what was pre-game John Summerall like back in the early 2000s in Lexington? Well, well, first, it, my, my, my career was forgettable. That's that's why a lot of people forget that I played here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tell, I tell the, 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 guy, the guys within, uh, that I've been fortunate enough to coach here the last two or three years, I'm like, Coach, you led the team. He led the team in tackles in 2004. I, I, I remind him a lot. A lot of those plays were, looked more like trips or drag downs than they did tackles. I didn't knock a lot of people back, but <laughs> man, I was I was uh, I was always very focused. I was a cerebral player, um, and but but had energy, had an edge, and I love to play the game. I mean, there's you know I I, I still feel like uh, I haven't worked a day in my life. I get to go I get to go coach football every day, and so as a player. Man, I, I felt like just what a blessing every day to get to to get to um, play college football when I was here, and and this place means a lot to me. Having the opportunity to come back to where I played um, is has been really really cool, and and doing it for Coach Stoops and the way he's changed his program has, has made it even better. So, but yeah, as a player, man, I was I was always locked in. I was dialed in. I was ready to go. Um, I, I, I you could wake me up at eight a.m. I'd be ready to play. I was ready to go. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it was probably a a Walkman or uh, the what what it was the cassette they have cassette tapes still there, man. <laughs> Walkman well, I bet, I bet yeah, Walkman were the way yeah. to go yeah the ski, CD skipping a little bit yeah. you know while you're out there yeah 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 you well yeah I was in the transition of Walkman to CD player skipping to, to then there was this thing called the the iPod right yeah you know, that yeah. was you could knock um, somebody that, out with that the thing. original it was so iPod yeah, it was like it was like a brick yeah <laughs> it was like a brick so. Uh, there was there was no music on your phone. Yeah, that that wouldn't happen. I had a flip phone back in the day. So, um, but but no, it's it, it definitely um, ACDC, and that that's where Cash and I do align. We're we're both going to listen to some some hard rock, probably. Uh, I reference Cash, man. I had a chance to go fishing with him um, and my son. Uh, you know, before training camp started, and 
what a what a what a great guy that bleeds bleeds Kentucky blue, man, and and love every ch- every chance I get to see him, man. Love love Cash Dan. So I we, you've got we've seen DeAndre Square for I mean it feels like it's his seventh year because he's played so much football, but there are some new faces in your your linebacker room. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Trevin Wallace, but Jacquez Jones, he's the new guy on campus. But you coached him previously. What, what's, what was Jacquez like back at Ole Miss, and, and how has he changed from then to, to now? Yeah, you know, first thing, Square, even though he's been here for like 18 years now, he just turned 21 like two weeks ago wow. on August, I think, 13th. or So that's what's crazy. Square's really still a youngster. Like, he came to college young. Um, so, uh, even though he's played here for like seven years now, I think he's got seven more left. Um, <laughs> but, uh, man, man, excited about Trevor Wallace, young player, talented, but, and, and think he's going to do great things. A lot, a lot of, a lot of, um, upside athletically, still learning how to play the true linebacker position. Um, and, and, you know, it's going to only get better and better. And then Jaquez, man, what a, you know, he's, he's got a lot of similarities to Square in a lot of ways from his career trajectory, um, what his college experience has been like. I mean, when he was at Ole Miss as a true freshman, um, he was freshman All-SEC. That same season, the other freshman All-SEC linebacker was a guy named DeAndre Square. So um, both guys uh, have always, the whole time I've known both of them, had really high football IQ um, really, really good football fundamentals. Um, neither one's going to walk in a room and you look at them and go, oh, my gosh, this guy looks like a, a, an animal. Like, they're mm-hmm. both, you know, well-built, strong, solid, physical specimen kids, but they're both really, really, really – what takes them to a different level is their, their, their football intellect. I mean, they've got high football intelligence, and they both love the game. They both know how to communicate. Um and and really for the way our room is set up right now with those two guys being the older guys and then having some good young talented guys behind them it's really a great dynamic for those young guys to get to watch like two savvy guys who've played a lot of football and been really successful um at at, at the game um see how they prepare see how they communicate see how they work see how they talk you know i mean all that stuff matters and how you carry yourself day in day out the, the amount of time you have to invest. So we're excited Jaquez is here. Um, you know, really, really, you know, grateful that, that he chose to come here when he decided to, to look, look at what his options may be and, and really excited to watch him play Saturday. Yeah, anytime you can get a leading tackler from an SEC program, I don't, I don't think you'd say no to that, assuming uh, he's willing to put in the work at a new place, and it seems like he is. We're talking with John Summerall here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Uh, John, have you ever had to prepare without having the opposing team's depth chart? Uh, you know what? It's been a while, but yeah. Man, I, was, I coached at the University of San Diego um, not San Diego State, but the University of San Diego, the Toreros. Um, where it's where Jim Harbaugh was before he went to Stanford. And back then, we used to play um, Azusa Pacific every year. At the time, I believe they were at NAI school. They moved up to D two. I don't know what they are now, but um, but that, that's the home of where Christian Okoye played is Azusa Pacific. And hmm. man, you would show up on we play we play them typically. We were at FCS team and they were an AI team we'd play them first game of the year just because it was 
geographically a good game for the both of us, only being a couple hours away. But being in high school, you'd show up uh, and and there'd be like six, seven, eight guys that you've never heard of before, <laughs> like on their roster, walk out on the field and say, "Hey, who's that dude? Like he looks pretty good." And like, "Oh, he just transferred in there two weeks ago from USC or <laughs> from UCLA or from or from Washington." And you're like, "Oh, he looks like he's a pretty good player." Like, I mean, so. It's been a while, but yeah, I have. I've I've not coached in the SEC my entire career. I've coached at a couple of lower levels, and, and so uh, you got to be prepared for anything. Game one, um, and 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 you know, uh, Coach Bowden, Rich Rod, those guys will do a good job of of getting good players there and scheming things up. And um, but not 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 typical, not not the norm. Usually, they have a general idea of like at least who's on the team. Um, so that's that's a little bit new. It sounded like you were describing close to a Bishop Sycamore situation. Are you familiar with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to have any comment on that. Yeah, yeah. Probably best to avoid it. But what a wild, wild situation that is. And uh, yeah, I, I, the depth chart thing was strange, and then Terry Bowden's comments were a little strange. I know you're more concerned about your team. But that was as candid as I've heard a coach going into a game where, you know, they're 30-point underdogs. It, it, you had mentioned earlier not getting too excited for a game. You can get over-pumped up. Mark Stoops said that earlier in the week. And, and Terry Bowden's kind of talking about we just don't want to get hurt. What is the mindset going into a game like this where you all are heavy favorites and you do? It, it's easy maybe to look ahead to the Missouri game? Uh, what, what, what are you telling your defense going into Saturday? Uh, you, you you play the best you can play every game. I don't care who the opponent is, you know, and I don't care what what who they are, what your rec- who you are, what your record is. Every time you get a chance to to go play the game of football, you play the absolute best you can play. And um and so I I, I don't really get caught up in um what the point spread is or any of that. I don't that doesn't have anything to do with. How we prepare? We prepare every week like we're we're playing the best team on our schedule because that's the only team we got on our schedule this week. And so, you know, I, I, I got a lot of respect for um, Louisiana Monroe. I coached the Sun Belt um, for a few years, and so I know that program well. And I've seen I've seen that team beat SEC teams, you know. And so uh, I think you, you you've got to focus on what's right in front of you, and and you know we, we've got to just play the game one play at a time and I know a lot of that sounds like coach speaking cliche but it's all all the truth man like if you if you worry about um things that are too far out in front of you and you get out over your skis you're gonna fall over and so we just gotta you know today's Thursday go have a great walkthrough um practice jog through practice when we go out to right to the grass after our meetings today and um and then tomorrow's our run through or Friday and Saturday, go play the game, and but 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 just be the best version of Kentucky we can be. That's all we can do. We can't worry about who we're playing. Um, worry about ourselves. John, I've got one more question, and I'll let Roush wrap this bad boy up. And we really, really appreciate your time, and always fun chatting with you. But I had I had this, and, and maybe you know it'd be a better question to ask Liam himself. But there's new coaches on this staff, and I've I've followed and covered UK football long enough. 
Mark Stoops can be pretty animated during a game, and especially close games, pressure situations, not just a Mark Stoops thing. That's across all sports. You see Calipari sometimes blow his lid. It's just sports. That's what coaches do from time to time. What advice would you have to new coaches, maybe specifically Liam Cohen, where there's maybe a heated sideline? What's the best play there with Mark Stoops when he's when he's all fired up? Because uh, he, he will be animated. We've seen some back and forths on the sidelines before. Uh, how what, What's the chemistry like with the coaches this year, I guess, is the broad way to ask this question. You ever been to Vegas? <laughs> I have. Uh, too many times, unfortunately. What happens? What happen, What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What uh, happens on the headset stays on the headset. Love you know it. What I mean? <laughs> but, love but no. Uh, <laughs> but no. What I'll tell you. What I'll tell you is, man, we're we're all we're all look. We're all we're all in this because we want to be the best we can be every day. We've got unbelievable staff chemistry. Um, Coach Stoops is passionate. We're all really passionate. We're all very uh, invested in what we're doing, and and we we you know. There's times in a game where everybody, you know, something may not go the way we want, and you gotta, you have your reaction, and you gotta move on to the next thing. And but man, we're all we're all so intense and competitive and driven that that that, that by nature you're gonna have moments where maybe you maybe you you react in a way that some people look at and raises a couple eyebrows, but that's 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 life in in, in this game. And so we we've, we've got really really good staff chemistry. Um, we've got, in my opinion, man, like Mark Stoops, one of the best head football coaches in the country. And he, he day in, day out, the culture, the environment of our program, uh, including on game day, man, I love coaching for him just because he, he, he what you see is what you get, man. There's, he's straight up. Um, he, he's, he's authentic. He's genuine. Um, and, and I think Liam's going to call a perfect game on Saturday and every game and coach Duke's going to love it. Perfect answer. But, 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 but no, we, we, that's, that's the nature of it. We, I was actually talking to an NFL guy last night on my way home from work. And it was like, you know, just talking about how game day is different than every other day, you know? And so, but we're, we're, we, we've got really good staff chemistry. The new coaches all, um, have, have really, meshed well with the current staff and excited to have those guys here they've all done an unbelievable job and can't wait to see them put that new offense at, at display on saturday man well and speaking of coaches there's there's one guy out there who he wants to break up the gang and his name's pete thamel he wants you to go to the sun belt and he wants mark stoops to go to nebraska tell me pete thamel's just lying to us right that ain't happening is it come on get the hell out of here pete yeah, well, I'm, I'm, hey, look, I'm at the University of Kentucky, and I'm really, really happy about it, man. I mean, I, uh, I, I could not be more thrilled to be right where I'm at right now. I mean, and and uh, I, I, I know Pete a little, uh, and Pete's a great guy. Those those guys get paid to speculate and and stir the pot sometimes. And um, you know, if people aren't talking about you in positive light about other places, then you're probably not doing a very good job where you are. Yeah. But we yeah. we could not could not be more excited we couldn't be more excited about right here what we're doing um I mean, this is my alma mater man I, I i get to wear blue every day and i'm pretty freaking happy about it oh man well we can't wait to see y'all on the sideline saturday it's been a long time coming finally getting fans back in the stands is is there one guy that's going to jump out like you're like you know we, we talk about a lot of dudes is there some guy out there that, that fans are going to be surprised to see doing big things at kroger field this saturday 
That's a great question. You know, you never, there's a lot of guys that I think um, have have maybe stepped up and done some things better than maybe we anticipated. A few of the freshman guys, a few of the older guys. I don't want to put that on any one guy, but there is, I think, a lot of guys that are, you know, potential to do maybe more than, than what people have expected. I mean, everybody knows Josh Pascal, Yusuf Corker, DeAndre Square in our defense, man, but Abule has had a great camp, and really it's been fun to watch him grow the last couple of years. Um, Carrington Valentine has had uh, a really good offseason in terms of I thought has like really grown as a defensive player. So we've got a lot of guys, man, that are making strides. Um, we got some really good young players, um, so so I, I think it's going to be fun to watch those guys step up and grow as the year as the year goes. Well, John, we can't wait to see it on Saturday. As Roush said, it's been a long time coming. Hope the place is packed for you all. We know how important that is for the players, for recruiting, and the momentum that this program has. So hopefully a lot of butts in the seats. It's been a long time since the Krogue has been able to be at full capacity. So hopefully they show up for you all. You all deserve it, and we're excited to see it on Saturday. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you guys. You have a great day, and see you Saturday. You too. That is co-defensive coordinator John Summerall, former Wildcat himself. We always love hearing from him. And you were right, Roush. He'll get you pumped up for football. Ah, man. Feels like I've been doing this like we're almost there every day this week. Only two more days. I mean, it just it, noon can't get here quick enough on Saturday. No, it cannot. We're kind of in a sticky spot here whether like not to go to break and then come back for a short little segment or just stick with it say we stick with it maybe read a few text messages okay how about that how about it 502-414-1450 really wish he would have just said yeah pete thamel kick rocks that would have been great that would have been a would've very been, that would have been a like you should have said john audio. we're looking for a headline here. yeah come okay? on yeah Tell or should have said, I I promise Stoops and I are never leaving. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been nice? Would have been, been a good headline. Yeah, would have been a good headline as well. First text in the show from a podcast listener from yesterday, 502-414-1450. You texted in, we read it on air. 11-1 this year. The only SEC team that we play that isn't down is Georgia, Missouri. South Carolina doesn't even have a quarterback under scholarship. Florida's down. LSU's down. We beat the brakes off Mississippi State last year. Tennessee's a dumpster fire. Bring on ATL. That's the only thing is Kentucky could have an awesome season, but if Georgia's one of those losses, that's that's what could keep you out of Atlanta. But boy, we could worry about that if, oh, if that's it comes a good down to, to worry yeah, about. if it comes yeah. down to a tiebreaker or something like that. I think Kentucky fans, I think we'll end up getting over it and being all right. But I, I agree. I do. I, you know, I don't. How down is Florida? They did lose a lot, but it is still Florida. How down is LSU? Down from their still, you know, kind of on the decline from their national title run. But of course, they would be. That was one of the better teams in college football history and then I agree with you about the Mississippi State and Tennessee Kentucky dominated those games without really doing much at all offensively so it's the schedule sets up nicely for Kentucky but the thing I come back to Roush it's it's still a it's still a brand new quarterback to the SEC and we know how important that position is how the year starts things change quickly on what you your perspective on teams I don't think anybody expected Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz to be good last year with Connor Pazelak under center. They ended up having a pretty decent season, all things considered. You know, that preseason, our expectations of teams quickly change. 
So no matter how much we can analyze it, some teams just come out of nowhere. And I, I, especially when it comes to – I saw people predicting Heisman Trophy winners, and there was a lot of, like, Spencer Rattlers and you know, just the boring picks. Like, usually, I mean, you're nobody had Joe Burrow going in the season. Nobody had Johnny Manziel. Nobody had Lamar Jackson. Like, there's a lot of guys that kind of come out of nowhere and surprise you, and that's going to be the same with some of these teams in the SEC this year. Uh, I did, though, Terry, just to put the cart in front of the horse – I was like, what's Georgia's schedule? Do they have a chance of slipping up and losing another SEC game? Oh, no, it's a terrible, easy, week SEC schedule. They go to Auburn. That's about it. Every other game, just beat Florida. Arkansas is their cross-divisional, other cross-divisional Is it at Arkansas? No. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they were were going to win in Fayetteville anyways. They've got Missouri at home. They've got Kentucky at home. Like, yeah, it's – Jeez, Willie. Yeah, what's, they, their, they, what's their over under win total? It's basically, I, th- I think it might be 10? 11. I think 10 and a half. It was either 10, 10 or 11. 10 and a half seems like maybe there would be some good value in the over well, there, but, as crazy as that sounds. Because, like, if they just beat Clemson, then boom. I mean, this, this their season, a lot of it's going to come down to this game on Saturday night. Georgia Clemson. Uh, I think the way I heard, I, I don't know who it was I was listening to. I don't know if it was Like It. I don't know if it was the Bear. But, like, if you bet Clemson and the Georgia overs, like, one of those is probably, like, if, if you just wanted to play a season total, yeah, you bet one of them, or you bet both of them, and then the following, you know, you can make up for your losses the following week because they're probably going to hit it, one of those teams, whoever wins the game. And if you really wanted to fade yourself, you bet money line on the other team, you know? Yeah. So. That's interesting. I did not realize their schedule. Because Clemson's schedules, it's, I mean, come on. It's ACC. It's pretty light, too. Boom roasted. Yeah. ACC. Texter says 502-414-1450. Oh, and there's a lot of these today, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for my boy Roush. Wow, Roush's justification for picking Tennessee was dumb, in all caps, even for his standards, which is a uh, hilarious uh, little backhanded. Yeah, yeah. Which I mentioned the Pete Thamel thing in the uh, uh, in the conversation with Summerall because Thamel said that uh, I I almost want to pull up the exact quote because it was such a backhanded way of saying that Mark Stoops has done a good job at Kentucky uh, because he was saying, "Hey, who can fix Scott Frost's disaster at Nebraska? Maybe PJ Fleck, maybe Mark Stoops." And the exact quote was, "I mean, it was laughable." Go hire Mark Stoops. He's been a, about as good as Kentucky as he can be. And hey, look, they just need to be back to baseline functional. If Mark Stoops has shown anything, it's that he can get a perpetually awful program to be baseline functional. Okay, hey, Pete. Like, take it seriously, easy, buddy. Pete. Jeez. Like, God. Pete, Pete must really just have, like, he had been quiet with Kentucky for a little bit, but just leave us alone, Pete. All right, then his canter stuff was enough. Get the hell out of here. You flew over to Turkey to try to make sure an 18-year-old couldn't play college basketball, you dork. All right, so oh. suck it. It was actually really funny at SEC Media Days this year. He flew into Birmingham just to ask Ed Ogeron a question, like, and he gave this whole, I know you can't comment on this, but and then like tried to ask in a different way, and Coach O just shut it down. What'd he say? Not going to talk about that. Pending litigation. Uh, you understand. Next. <sighs> nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, and Thamel do. And it was like a long-winded, like, let me take a few jabs at you while I ask this question. Mm, you classic, know. like, Big J. He definitely was the, uh, like, if you typecast him into a 
high school or college movie, he was the he was the p- teacher's pet. That would tell them that the homework's due. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that was Pete. Now, so you you would be the one stuffing him in a locker. Oh, if he was trash the, can the halls yeah. of, uh, of the sales. Get the hell out of here, Pete. What what do we like? Yes, I do think Mark Stoops could turn Nebraska into a winner. He I does do. play Big Ten West style football. And uh, Kyle Tucker said there's no chance that Mark Stoops is going to go to Nebraska. So I'm not worried about him going to Nebraska. Yes, I do think he could turn Nebraska into a winner. What their ceiling would be with Mark Stoops, would it really be that different than than Mark Stoops' ceiling at Kentucky? I don't know. Maybe a little tiny bit higher, but I don't think it'd be like, hey, you go to Nebraska and you are going to be competing for titles, baby. Yeah, I think I mean, it'd be like you may, instead of at Kentucky, where you're probably going to be 8-9, and nine, maybe there you're 9-10. and ten. Like you're getting 9-10 and ten wins yeah. instead. Maybe it's an extra well, win because the schedule would be slightly easier. But the issue with that is – he is king at Kentucky, and he yeah. will be unless just things take a complete and utter nosedive. Nebraska, what if it's a Mark Stoops isn't the most sexy guy in the world? Uh, it's gonna take it would take him some time to get things going. It took him plenty of time to get the defense where it needed to be at UK. UK was willing to be patient. One thing Nebraska has shown over the years is they will not be. So it, I, I'm not worried about Nebraska. There are jobs out there that I think could poach Mark Soups from Kentucky. I don't think Nebraska's one of them. It's also – be a bad time to leave the SEC, too, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Yeah, You're going to get more cash there. And I, I, you could argue that it's easier to win that division because the Big Ten West is kind of – there's not like going to be one power there uh, consistently winning. But I was his alma mater. Like that – that would make more sense. You could probably recruit Ohio easier at Iowa. You can't really recruit Ohio at Nebraska. And to put the cherry on top of all of this, uh, Power 5 coaches rarely leave Power 5 jobs to take other Power 5 jobs. There's only six active coaches right now that have done that. Uh, Mike Leach is one of them. James Franklin went from Vandy to Penn State. Mike like, Gundy? It's Vandy to Penn State. Gundy? When was that? Didn't didn't he go from where's he at now? He's he, he, Oklahoma State. Yeah, but he's he's been there since like two thousand one. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm a man. I'm bored. Yeah. I'm thinking of Leach. Yeah, exactly. Like there, there's not a ton out there. I, I, I listed him out on that KSR post. Like Paul Christ went from Pitt to Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. like that's an upgrade. Yeah, and and also there's just not that. It just doesn't happen very often. Dan Mullen went Mississippi State to Florida, and but it doesn't happen very often. And in this case, I highly doubt it would happen as well. Because like you said, he's king here. And Nebraska, they basically, it was like Jesus on Palm Sunday coming into Jerusalem when Scott Frost came to town, and look at him now. And people may say, well, Nebraska, you got more resources, easier to recruit there. Would it be No, it wouldn't be easier to recruit there. Like, yes, you may, you're getting a different type of pool of players, but – you don't get that Ohio pipeline that is your home well, right you now. You can't even recruit Texas anymore because you're out of the Big Twelve. Yeah, you know, and like those those guys are just going to play in the SEC. Because well, you got to talk people into coming to Nebraska. That's another yeah. thing is you got to go it's out middle, to a cornfield. There's not much out there. Yeah, I'm sure. Not. One I'm, not, I'm not worried about Nebraska. Nebraska can suck it, yeah. and uh, I'm just pumped up for this season and Saturday's game. Weather is going to be awesome. UK is going to win by a thousand. Get in on the seven and a half 
point spread for the opening quarter. All the Cats needed is a touchdown and a field goal, but they'll probably have three by that point. Three, yep. three touchdowns, that is. And then I went ahead and bet the over, over 13 on that one as well. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more gambling. We'll get to the PT's Picks of the Week tomorrow. A lot more text into the show. Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next on Big X Sports Radio Daily oh, Double. So hang no. around. We'll be right back. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Special picture put to the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Folks, during that long break, we saw a deer outside. Yeah. And it got everybody here jumping. Several deer. First one I've ever seen at the station. I look out the window every day. It's the beautiful wildlife that gets me coming back to the Southern That's Indiana right. Studios for Kentucky Roll Call. It's like a birdie in golf. On Big X Sports Radio, exactly. You can go to the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. If you're a fan of the show, it's basically just a way for a bunch of us dorks to talk and communicate mm-hmm. and laugh with one another. It's mostly just goofy and lighthearted stuff. But we got. I do always forget, though, that like when UK is actually playing important, meaningful games, Facebook page can be jumping. Yeah. Oh, it could be jumping and there could be some take quakes and a lot of good stuff. There is uh, a lot to get to this hour on Kentucky Roll Call, TJ Walker, Nick Roush and Justin Kalen. And it's Thursday, folks. You got to start thinking about your weekend plans and you got to start thinking about doing, as Bashir would say, the right thing. And the right thing in this regard is to go get some Salsaritas catering. That's right. They have the Nacho Table Tailgate. And you will be the king of your party or your tailgate if you bring the Nacho Table tailgate from Salsaritas. You can order it online on the app. And by the way, you're going to earn $10 when you download the app and refer a friend. They'll get a free entree. So everybody's winning. Download the Salsaritas app. They have two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Either one of them, you can pick up the Nacho Table tailgate. It'll be ready for you when you get in the store if you call 502 356-9468, or like I said, you can do it online on the app. And as a reminder, if you know anybody looking for a little part-time work or full-time, no better place to work than Salsaritas. Time ah. flies. You get to eat chips. I don't know if that's actually in the contract about the <laughs> chips, but I'd imagine there's so many of them there. Nobody's going to get mad at You're you. You're swimming just sneak in one chips. Here, there. Yeah, and it's yeah. a good environment. I, I, go to, I do go to Salsaritas once a week. Never had a bad encounter with anybody that's worked there. They're always so friendly, nice, so it seems like a great environment. So if you're interested in that, again, 502-356-9468. We love our Salsaritas. Fun first hour. Great talking with John Summerall. If you didn't get to hear that interview, download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And Nick Roush has sent out the tweet Mm -hmm. in which we will be giving away some tickets for Catterday. Free tickets, all you got to do, send in a GIF. You may win two tickets to the game. Bada boom, bada bing, you're in. One thing that's kind of frustrating is how expensive UK parking passes are on secondary websites. Really? 
yeah, I got a pregnant wife. I don't want to have to do – I'm fine. I could walk a mile if I had to to go to the game. It doesn't matter to me. Pregnant wife going on Saturday, I would like to park a little closer. You can't even get, like, a cheap lot pass for, like, under 100 bucks, which is crazy. For parking? Yeah. That's, that's nuts. It Parking's nuts. more expensive than the ticket. It totally is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it looks like that for every single game this season. Missouri parking passes, good night. It's nuts. Man, that is crazy. So, uh We'll see. And then uh, we've had people text in about this. Yes, uh, we will. It's not – It's well, I think I kind of maybe said it yesterday. It's not going to probably be an official KRC tailgate. I think we'll try to do something more official, official maybe for the Missouri game. Yeah. But as always, swing by, say hello to us. We'd love to see you. We'll be outside gate three. All right, Roush, where do you want to go to start this hour? Should we just start reading text or – I know that there's other little tidbits here and there we need to talk about. I'm glad we got to talk a little bit about Nebraska and Stoops. Another thing that I thought about before we ended the first hour is that, like, Thamel didn't think about – Thamel thought this it was time for this article after Nebraska's played one game and Kentucky hasn't played a game this season. Like, his well, overall sentiment can be the same. But right, like, right. You think maybe an article in August uh, about who should take over Nebraska is a little premature? Well, it was granted. It was them talking on a podcast with Wetzel and Forty. You know, it had the three amigos were back together, even though I think they have changed their place of work. Uh, but Forty and Wetzel also were like, "Sorry, Pete, he would be dumb to leave." Well, I I agree. It's probably too early to talk about Stoops leaving Kentucky, but it's not definitely not too early to talk about Frost's replacement at Nebraska. It's not. It's. I mean, it's. It's it, not. It's never too early to it's talk like about anything. Sa- it's free country. It's people like Satterfield. Can, people can talk about whatever they want. But, like, what if Nebraska ends up being all right this year? Or what if they end up, you know, winning seven or eight games, which I know is not what Nebraska fans want. Big what if. But that is. That's what journalists should do. They're supposed to get conversations talking, put out their hot takes. I suppose I don't have an issue with it on second thought. Yeah, um, it's just suck it, Pete. Hey, I suck saw, it, Pete. I saw this post on Cats Illustrated. Uh, UK had a bunch of guys transfer out this year. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a bunch, but a pretty a healthy amount, just normal for a college football program. I think they ended up losing, what, like 10 guys or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you seen where those guys are Ooh, yeah. on the depth chart at their new schools? Can uh, I read, can not I read them exactly for you? exactly on the depth chart. I did see that Nick Lewis has re-entered the transfer portal. He has. Yeah. you got to think maybe he's just like maybe outgrown football. Maybe. So I think big. he's 6'10". Well, I don't know if he actually is that, like, if he is 6'10", or if they just, like, listen to him that, but... 6'10", is hard to, 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 to play. play football, yeah. to get down. You know, it's such a leverage sport. It, that, that's, that's tough for the big guy. Uh, he wasn't on the too deep at Arkansas State, so that may explain right. the transfer. Alan Daly, he is second-string ex-wide receiver at South Alabama. Hmm. Second string at South Alabama. They were bad last year, too. Bryce Oliver, a guy I liked, didn't really say where he is, but he's at Youngstown State. Don't yeah. know where he is on the depth chart. Uh, Jer- Jer- who, how do you pronounce Mahone's first name? Quay. I just say Quay Mahone. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, he, Quavion, I think. He is the starting defensive tackle at Temple, so we'll see him tonight. Okay. What do you think about that? Was I mean, Mahone just not going to get the time at Kentucky? He actually played a little bit. thought he did, too. But I think – he got it, – it was one of those things where him and Aboule were kind of the guys hanging around trying to hold down that third spot uh, until the young guys made a push for it. And Aboule, to his credit, he he did. He, he, he said yesterday, you know, I needed to get more aggressive. Like part of it was having the confidence to, to know that I can have that job. And he's the one that went out there and took it. He'll be the third defensive tackle 
obviously there's going to be a lot of rotation to that spot with Octavius Oxendon and, and, and some others uh, getting in there, Isaiah Gibson, uh, maybe even some Khalil Sanders, one of uh, John Summerall's recruits that's a true freshman that really did well in camp. So that's that's obviously a rotational position. But Abule went and got it, and Mahomes is like, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to deal with these you know, up and coming guys. I'm just going to go play somewhere. And uh, you know, that's what we want. Good for Understandable. him. Understandable. Yeah. Jamari Brown at the time, Purdue hadn't released their depth chart. I'm not sure what they're expecting. Maybe you got more insight there. I know that uh, that Jeff is definitely a. I'm not going to release my depth chart kind of guy. I think that stuff's so dorky. Yeah, coaches really are dorky when it comes to that. Yeah, I wish I wish that they uh, would just go ahead and 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 do it. Uh, all right, moving on here. Uh, Akeem Hayes not on the two deep for Arkansas State. Nick Ovenechik, he's not on the two deep at Akron. Oh wow. Terry Wilson obviously starting at New Mexico State, and MJ Devonshire the second string at Pittsburgh. Devonshire. He may be one that we're looking at, especially with the stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Where you'd say, like, all right. Now, He'd be playing a I, lot. I would like him being at yeah. Kentucky. But he's a, he's the second string at Pittsburgh. But uh, that's that's really the only one that kind of jumps out. And I say, yeah, I kind of wish maybe we would have had him. Right, Besides right. that, I think people are where they're supposed to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. So, uh, and then you think about the guys Kentucky bring brought in. It seems like everybody but Fulton's going to probably play a pretty significant role. That's, I think, winning the transfer pool, right? You lose guys that weren't going to do too much for you. They end up at spots that are more fitting to them. You bring in guys that are going to help you. Yeah. That's how you work the transfer portal. Job well done by Mark Stoops in Kentucky football. I uh, uh-huh. just wanted to, to to get your thoughts on some of those guys that have transferred out. And MJ Devonshire Pitt is the only one that kind of stings a little bit, but I think right. he's up from around there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, nearby Alquippa. Um, but uh, you did mention the guys side on. We did have another piece of news in that yesterday, and that was uh, Vito Tisdale, his family released the letter yeah. he got. Which... I, I'm getting confused on all this. <laughs> like, I'm not get, like, I know that that's what. They're basically just saying, look, UK said we're good. Why are we de- – like, why is yeah, this stuff coming and, back and, up? And the part that I don't understand in all of this is why – because, like, in the letter, I'm pretty sure – I, I want to be sure when I say this. Because part of the, the reason why they said there wasn't a preponderance of evidence to do anything about the gun is because whatever testimony they had was shaky and inconsistent. Um, now, did I see where they, it did say that there was racial stuff? Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. So like, they said that the, the racial stuff played a huge role in the altercation. So like, why, like, I I don't understand why officers felt the need to to, like charge this. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like we're just making a bigger stink. It's, it's really just a bad look for pretty much everybody involved. That's what I mean. Like, and, and, and by... And, Officially and charging the players, you're only bringing it more to light, and I just I don't like I I don't that's, understand that's why, the motive behind it. You know, the deputy doofus stuff he deserves to get made fun of because like what part of this are you hoping is true? Just for the sake that your rival may be down a couple players, do you want female college students to have gotten hit? That's what you're rooting for. Like that's what you're rooting for, or are you rooting for having a bunch of immature college kids use racial slurs to get a group of African Americans fired up? Is that what you're? Which one are you rooting for here? Yeah, it's... because that's just gross. Both of them are gross, and that's not to say people should not cover it. That's not to say that like we should all turn our eye to it. Which, by the way, which UK website or radio show has not discussed this or talked about this right. for what it's worth? Of course, all of them have, but that's neither here nor there. It's just a it's a messy kind of 
gross situation. On the one hand, I don't want it to come out that once again in the last two years we have an alterca- we have an altercation involving a Rupp Arena was a fan. This time it'd be a fraternity where racial slurs are just getting dropped left and right like it's nothing. That's not a good look for Kentucky. No. And yes, just a few people don't don't represent an entire fan base. But I don't want I don't want that being national news that, hey, these six UK players are facing, and of course, like the extreme of that is what, like five to ten years, because a white fraternity used racial slurs to them. Like it's just that's not headlines you want. The whole thing is somewhat bizarre with the timing of it. I don't blame the players for releasing their statements or their their, I guess, reviews from the University of Kentucky. Right. And the whole thing is strange and some some bigger wigs than me need to, and I'm sure Kentucky's working on this. They just it needs to get resolved. Well, it needs it, to get to the bottom of. And that's why I can see why Mark Stoops is defensive is because this is like unless something new came to light, like what are you going to actually be able to do about this in a court of law? Yeah, like there because it's inconsistent testimony. It, it, unless there's and, evidence out there, in and, which case that like. Right now, the only thing we we have, Roush, is three dudes who talked to WDRB yep. that told their side of the story. And then, and then we're now, slowly getting UK and now guys, side of yeah. the story. Um, I did find it. Did you did you see the restorative action that Vito had to do? The What do you mean? Essentially, his punishment from the university. Like go to counseling. He had to go to counseling. Yeah. He also had to write a research paper and an 800-word reflection paper. Now, excuse me, review board. Go mind your own damn business. Like, am I in trouble or am I not in trouble? I am in trouble. I'm not writing papers. This isn't jug. I love that. The, the, the research paper is on de-escalation skills, conflict resolution, and what you learned from your counseling center I say we read it. Uh, I do think that having, like, okay, all right, here is actual research. You have to look up these things and write about it. The reflection paper. How much BS is in an eight hundred word reflection paper on how I feel after I got in a fight? <laughs> Love to read it. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're in cats and your job is to help Vito write his eight hundred word reflection paper? It's like, all right, how much fluffy language can we pull out? The the way that like the the review, like the the boards, the UK student, whatever, blah 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 reviews read, are basically like, hey, this is a big waste of time. It seems like a lot of people did some regrettable things. They said specifically that there is no evidence there was a gun, which I think is relevant and mm-hmm. important. Yep. That their investigation didn't reveal that. Not that you know, again, the police, if they want to do what they need to do, but they need to be timely with this stuff. But uh, it just seems like UK was like, all right, we're doing all this because there was a fight. Let's, what are we, come on. All right, you, you you get a slap on the wrist. You're good. You didn't seem like you did anything wrong. You get a slap on the wrist. I know that fraternity's in big trouble. They, I think they're, I think they're like on probation right now. I don't know yes, if they're allowed they to even be an organization where things stand right now. So it was just a, a, a pretty ugly night for a lot involved. And I just don't know if it needs to be life-changing things for a lot of folks based on what we've heard. But again, uh, you want some of the details and facts to come out, but you want them quickly so we can get moving and Kentucky secondary can can kind of get back to, to snuff. Let's get back to the text line, 502-414-1450. A texture says, flying in to attend my first UK football game since college, 15 years, plus wow. 15 years. Wow, what an old person. 
First time going with my pops, which is awesome. I'd like to come shake your hands or fist bumps or whatever you do. I know Roush will require a mask and gloves before I can come around him. Suck it. I'm kidding. But seriously? Where are you all before the game, JT? I reached out to him and let him know. Again, just outside gate three. Yeah. We'll be there. Come say hello if you'd like. Uh, always down for some knucks, some fist bumps, handshakes, whatever whatever you're in for. But that's cool. You get to go to a game with your dad. I'm sure that'll be a good experience. Weather's going to be perfect for you. Pretty crazy. You haven't been First to a game UK in 15 game, years. 15 and you're, years. And it's this one? I mean, so, I'm sure there's like 2000- a Labor Day weekend, and I'm sure he lives like far out of town. Yeah. But, man, that is a long time. So – I mean, it's just a completely different stadium. Everything I mean, about your it? experience is going to be different than when you win in 2006. But have fun. Look forward to uh, meeting you. Texter says, I bet Deputy Doofus stands in front of the mirror at home with his sheriff hat, little plastic badge, along with his assless chap saying, I'm going to get you, coward, TJ Walker. Mm. I hope not. Didn't he say Deputy Doofus lives in Santa Claus? He's probably just mad they won't let him in the holiday world anymore because his spray tan scares too many children. Free sunscreen there. So uh, I don't know if they do free sun tans or spray tans there. But uh, I, I thought I was under the impression that he did. I could be wrong. I, if, don't, I don't know where Deputy Doofus lives. If the weather's nice, you get free sun tans. Yeah, but they get the sunscreen that negates the suntans. Man, that's Don't sunscreen. put sunscreen on, get that, the suntan. That sunscreen there does not oh, it's terrible. absorb into your skin. <laughs> it is terrible. What? Like, it's the cheapest. Like, that's one thing I've learned because I'm a generics guy. You can buy some things generic, and they're great products. Some things you can't. Generic Oreos, can't buy. Generic sunscreen, it's bad. Like, you just rub it, and it just it just stays on your skin. It's just clear as day. No matter what you do, you can't get that stuff to stick. Love that's the, the holiday rolled sunscreen. It does not rub into your skin at all. The soft drinks rub in just fine, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Texter says, good job, Roush. We're all now dumber for listening to your Tennessee-Mississippi State takes. So dumb. Uh, it did seem like you were you were going with emotions. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Not, not based in facts whatsoever. Texter says, definitely a catwalker, and it's a picture of me uh, my first day at uh, the Sports Buzz back then, back in 2013. Oh, what was Trevor's like we got to get a picture. He was like Trevor. Trevor's like we got to get a picture of you, and it's like a big extradition. Everybody wears this sports coat. It was just some junky, nasty old sports <laughs> coat. He was just messing with me. It was a good one. Like Trevor oh, got yeah. me. Yeah, he really did. One of the rare times Trevor had a good one. But he told it, you the third, four pull. He pass. like made me put it on, and I'm just like, well, I I was wide eyed, no idea what I was doing, and took a picture of me. And, Wasn't uh, that used as like a podcast picture for a oh, long yeah, time for too? The longest time. Yeah, looks like I'm like potentially going to the bathroom during while the picture's being taken. It's not a, it's not my best picture I've had, uh, but I've got a collection of really bad ones, so you can just lump it in with that one. In all seriousness, how old is this loser? The man sounds like a complete child. It gets rattled like a nine-year-old at elementary school. We already know he's an absolute toad, but does this not hit his pride? Like, buddy, take off the diaper. What an embarrassing human being. He got worked up. Got worked up, went on a rant, didn't go the way that I think he thought. TJ, are you a Bonnaroo fan? Would you ever attend this festival? No. Uh, I never so. went. I, I think my chances of doing Bonnaroo, they're done. Like, I would have done that college after college. but Isn't the, that the one this weekend that got canceled? Yeah. Like, last yeah. minute? And, and the thing is, for me, is, like, I've, I've actually camped out. I camped out for one music festival, and it's just so, like, it's fine because it's like, oh, I don't have to go anywhere. Like, I'm just here. And I've got everything I need. I don't need to worry about anything. 
But there's also a part where it's like at SEC Media Days, I don't want to stay in the hotel where we're doing all the work. Like, I need to leave the location to, like, press reset. Yeah. And when you wake up that following morning and you're just, like, the music isn't playing when you wake up. You've got however many hours to kill. It's just got to be miserable on August in Tennessee. What do people do when you're just waiting around? Smoke jays, take a shower, <laughs> eat. I mean, I mean, I'm. What else would you do? You know, I would have liked to do one of those, but I, it probably is probably is past. There, there was one that I always wanted to go to in Michigan called Electric Forest because it's in Michigan. It's a little I think bit cooler. I've seen, I think I've seen that before. And, it, and like they're real big and all the lights and stuff, but it's also like shady and wooded. That's the one thing that sucked about that. Uh, when they moved the. Like uh, louder than life and bourbon and beyond, they moved it from the Champions Trace out to the Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds close to my house. There is not a lick of shade out there, though. It is miserable when it's hot, and that's a big factor in all the festivaling. So I like to stick to Forecastle because it's an easy ride home. There's shade there. Granted, it's an overpass, but hey, still shade. Find enough music. Oh, you fancy, huh? My dad gave me these gloves. You you were mentioning all the lights about that place. Yeah, and, and there. I think these. I don't know. I don't know if my dad knows this, but I think these are the gloves that like people that are like tripping big time. Yeah. Will, like put on and just like get lost for like. Yeah, because it's it's like a regular <laughs> white glove. Hours and or it, something. Why do you have? And that? They have white. <laughs> my dad. My dad got it for me for like a Halloween decoration. Change colors. They are pretty hilarious. Yeah, but why do you have it with you? I'm gonna bring this to the Missouri game for sure. Put it on blue and during the game just get. Absolutely lit. I'm just so confused why you oh, have that's that like in your bag. in your hand. Ooh. Yeah, you don't need a koozie for all the beers you're sneaking. <laughs> uh, I, I, why do I have it with me? It's because my dad gave it to me yesterday at the office, and I put it in my work oh, bag okay. and never took it out of it. Gotcha. And uh, then Roush brought up the color thing, and so here I am. And that's how we got to me putting on a glove with lights on it, which always makes for good radio when you understand what we're doing. <laughs> great, great just, picture, just picture the skeleton bones and neon green. Yeah, just imagine a glove that lights up, basically. <laughs> Changes colors. That's what we got going on here. A texter, 502-414-1450, says, Mitch Barnhart will be a guest speaker on KSR today, so buckle up. Matt Jones said on radio that he plans on asking all the tough questions. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, it's a shame we can't get Mitch Barnhart on KRC, but I know Matt will ask the important questions. Don't love that he just kind of spilled the beans on all the questions he was going to ask yesterday, but I'm sure it was pretty obvious. And I would, my advice to Matt, and I can guarantee you he will not have any issue with this whatsoever, do not let Mitch filibuster. Yeah, oh yeah, Matt will do definitely cut him off, and he needs let, to. And Matt will, he has no problem ever interrupting, yeah, so that will be fine. But Mitch loves to filibuster. And, but the thing is, too, is there's going to come to a point, like, what do you say if, like, how come these people can drink alcohol and they can't? And, like, there comes a point, too, where you, you're, like, you understand that that's just makes no sense. Like, that's the only response you can have, and then I don't know what you come back with. So, should be should be interesting. I actually thought it was going to be yesterday, but, you know, I get confused. I bet Mitch will leave the door open for alcohol. Yeah, just this year with the pandemic, we d- we didn't really have we had our minds on other stuff, but we're continuing to keep that door to open. To reevaluate, blah, blah blah blah. And I'm and not believing it. No, I'm not believing it. it's a complete crock of crap. And he needs to just get uh, he needs to get pummeled by questions about it. Not literally pummeled, of course. Texter says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. It's going to be a beautiful night for football. I bet Nick is excited to watch his new favorite team play. Suck at Tennessee. Marry a U of L gal, name your boy Duke, bounce from Cincy to Pittsburgh in your fanhood, and now you're simply using the cats to get paid. 
Where do we go wrong with our guy? Suck it, Roush. Wow. Man, He's a really, mole. People really coming after my integrity here. Yeah, and it's uh, that's not the last text regarding to your Tennessee pick, by the way. Oh, the, um, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. going to be some more of that. Yeah. All right, let's go to a break. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Kentucky Roll Call. The, the birth of Prudent uh, with Walker and Roush. English, do you speak it? Welcome back. Weather's great. Oh, man. Weather's the phenomenal. Deer love it. Deer love it. Golfers love it. But you still have a use of the Bobby Cook Golf Academy because you still stink at golf and you need to get better at it. Oh, good news. I had a new club come in yesterday. Four iron. <laughs> <laughs> really is like one at a time. Slowly. The Office Christmas where <laughs> Dwight gets all those pieces and it's a nutcracker. Yeah, but he thinks it may be a gun. And then he talks about how the uh, I think I think he says it's a good way to capture the Taliban is to build a give send them parts each and like each week and it yeah. actually makes a cage <laughs> 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 and, it, and it traps them in the cage. But hey, you got a club that's big. Yeah, so I'll be able to get to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy by October. The full set will be in. I'll be ready to take some lessons. But, hey, it's a great place any time of year. Hot, cold, day, night. Bobby Cook Golf Academy, a great place to work on your game, whether you just want to hit the range or get some lessons from Bobby. He's the man with the plan. Visit him at bobbycookgolfacademy.com today to book your tee time. You said at night, but doesn't he close at like 9? That'd be sweet if he stayed open till like 1 or 2. 9 is night. Yeah, but if if you could go like instead of going bowling, you can go golfing. I mean, you can though. I bet, Until I nine. bet you could probably reach out to them and see if you could work something out. But I agree. Yeah, it's a Bobby Cook Golf Academy is a fun place just to get some friends, BOB, hang out, hit the virtual range, play like, virtual courses. It's like it's Top Golf time. without the big net. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is. It really is like that. Over off Exit Four in Southern Indiana, right off sixty five. Only about uh, ten to twenty minutes, depending on where you live in Louisville. A buddy of mine asked, "Was it UKPD at the party the night of the incident?" And then, uh, then Lexington Police is the one who came back later with the charges. Ooh, Do you know that? That's a good question. Because I, I think that actually is the case, but I'm not a hundred percent sure about it. Because my buddy was asking about it, I typed out the timeline, and this is the way it's presented to me. Or at least the way that I have have taken it all in. And if I'm wrong, please somebody let me know because I'd like to correct it. Players show up at a party, uninvited, invited, who knows? They're asked to leave. Yeah. There's words exchanged, and they basically say, we're going to be back another day. Next weekend happens. They show up. More of the same. Talking, altercations, except this time everybody's ready to kind of rock and roll. And there is fighting, admittedly. Some say the players were self-defense. Some saying the players were on the aggressive. And it's pretty clear that some words were used that definitely shouldn't be used in, in any situation. There's fights. Seems like the fraternity used racial slurs, got their ass kicked, called the cops. Cops didn't do anything. Yeah. The- went to the U.K. board. Cops uh, did not find a gun on a person or person at the time of the year. The frat went to the board, UK Student Review, Code of Conduct, all that stupid stuff. 
they did say, listen, there was an altercation. We're gonna we're gonna give some slaps on the wrist, but no gun, no women being punched, none of that. And that seems like that's the matter has been settled then and there. Then the frat wasn't done though. They weren't happy with that. I my understanding is then they go to they went to Lexington police. And that's when the charges were filed against these these UK football players. What a long, weird, twisted road. Yeah. Seriously. You just want the truth to come out, but it seems like they're just not accepting people that don't agree with them, so they're just going to keep going and going until somebody does agree kind with them. Kind of like them. going to a bunch of different media outlets until WDRB is like, all right, we'll talk to you. Which is exactly what you said happened the day yeah. that WDRB said that. They said that they reached out to other folks, but there was just nothing to prove that what they were saying was they true. They reached out early on, yeah. yeah. And it was just people wanting to tell a story, and it's like, well, there's no way to verify what you're saying. Yeah, so it, it seems like a uh, well, that's just an ugly situation, and it, I, I do I do feel bad for these players until they're proven guilty because they're getting their really their livelihood to some degree taken away from them. Yeah, in this regard, not to say that it it may end up being it may end up being warranted, but what we've seen right now, it does not seem that that is the case. Texter says, serious question, it is a Wednesday, so they texted this in yesterday. Do sporting events in states with legalized marijuana laws sell inside stadiums? We can't get beer at Krogue, even though it's legal and quite frankly encouraged, but what about dispensaries in stadiums? I don't think that's a thing, but I bet someday it will be. Yeah. I know that they like if you go to a Broncos game, you can smell it everywhere. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah people are bringing it in. and Right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that people bring it in to uh, – the games at UK or UofL either, even though it's not legal there. But I don't think they have a little kiosk at games that are like, hey, come get a little like edible. A cigarette uh, machine? You know, Man, I'd love to see a good cigarette machine. That's it, a good blast from the past. And now that it's legal in Illinois, that should be like mandatory for Bears games. If you got to go watch Chicago <laughs> play football, you got to take a gummy before you go into Soldier Field because they suck. Suck at Bears. That's a good point. Love the show this morning, trolling UofL share. So glad I sent you all the video. Thank you for sending it. I, ha- I would have had mm-hmm. no idea. Um, would have had no clue. If there's ever a KRC tailgate for one of these games, you bet your sweet buns I'm popping by. That would actually be so much fun. Like a fam coming together, cracking up some brujanis. Bru- 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 I've never heard brujanis. I've never heard brujanis I've either. heard of brujahas. I've heard brujahas. I thought that's yeah. where he was going too, but brujanis. Brujanis. I'm not yeah. hating. I think what we're going to do for the Missouri game is be like, hey, if you're a fan of KRC, be there at like 6 o'clock, and we're all just going to, you know. Say yeah. hey to each other or something like that. But for Saturday, just mostly, you know, come, come say hello yeah, if you can. And if you can't, no big deal. But maybe we'll we'll set a time for the Mizzou game and say, hey, you know, we'd love it if everybody could show up around here. Even if you're hosting your own tailgates or you got to get back and see people, at least you could, we could, you know, people could see some of the, the textures in person. It'd be funny. Texter says, whoa, Matt Jones calling TJ a nerd. Shove him in the locker, Roush. <laughs> I didn't hear him call me a nerd. I'll give him a pass, though, if he did. All right, you got this one here, oh, Roush. Wow. Jeez. This is the longest text ever sent into the show. For sure. <gasps> Good do, morning do to all. Need... Rouse, TJ, listeners, dingus. I come this morning to give the people what they don't want, and that's a story. Uh, a shoddy at a best shoddy summary. A best summary of the first two Walking Dead episodes okay. of the final oh, season. I like this. Yeah, all right. I'm all right with it. Goodness gracious. I was, I was reading ahead on it, and I was like, what is this person even talking about? Now that makes sense. Okay. Spoiler alert, the gang of protagonists, which now only contains two of the original characters in Daryl and Carol. Daryl and Carol. Who were born in Lexington, now reside in Virginia. They are currently in the rebuilding phase of the same predictive cycle they have been in for a few seasons, <laughs> where they find a quiet place, build it into a safe haven, only for a rival community to make 
themselves known and subsequently pushed them to the brink of complete destruction only for them to jump the shark and pull the unbelievable upset that said currently a group with a lot of internal tension is out scavenging for supplies and maybe a, a new location in what i assume is dc while most of the group is holding down the fort back at their destroyed village meanwhile a smaller group led by an adult character trying to lose his virginity not joking about that <laughs> To a mysterious woman he met on a radio is being interrogated by a very advanced community called the Commonwealth to see if they deserve to be let in. And that's basically the first two episodes. Factions of the same group are seemingly on these obscure side quests that ultimately play no significance in the grand storyline. <laughs> well, I'll be back next week for another lackluster but shorter summary. Have a great day, and we are two more sleeps from a glorious oh, Catterday. Thank you so much for sending that in. And it was a long text, but I asked for the summary. Holy smokes, it's just the same thing. It's the same thing they've been doing for 12 years. Yeah. The exact, and he said predictive, it totally is, the predictive cycle. People keep watching. Goodness gracious, that sounds so horrible. T's and P's to you, buddy. Sorry you're putting up with that, but thank you for for the, somebody has to do it, and it's you. You're you're, you're falling on the sword there. Hey, Berg Jeremy, we haven't heard from him in a while. What a weekend coming up. Ohio Ohio High School football sitting in the stands built by TJ Walker. Catterday, and then the lane train on Monday. Let's get it started. Berg Jeremy, people forget in Miamisburg, Ohio, at the high school, in the end zone stands, T.J. Walker built those as a high school student. built with his bare hands. Yeah, it really was. Me and two other guys, we built those whole stands, and it sucked. That's how I feel every time I go to Silver Creek High School, and I laid the turf for that when I was in high school. I bet that wasn't fun. It was not. Yeah, that laying turf. But but it's nice when I see the field, I'm like, man, I did that. They don't generally lay the turf in the (laughs) winter, do they? No. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't didn't think so. Yeah, I bet that wasn't a good time. A texter says, just bought these chumps a drink on the Sports Stalker, and that was the relative who sent in the picture. Yeah, it's good stuff. TJ, brother, you still drink those space dust? You didn't tell me they were 8.2%. You got me drunk at Tilted Kilt on a Wednesday, bro. I'm single, so not a problem, but damn, it's a Wednesday. I like it if it was, if you had a wife, it would have been a problem. Or a, <laughs> or a significant other, then it would have been a problem. Oh, yeah, they're strong. That's that's the beauty of space dust. You only need, like, two of them to, to get you feeling all loosey-goosey instead of having to really throw down the old light beers. But uh, I don't drink them as much, but... Yeah, there's still a time and place for them. Yeah. Usually it's like before I maybe go out or like before the draft I had last Friday night. While Probably I was have prepping one. in my house, I had one. Kind of takes the edge off. I'm kidding. I don't need the edge taken off. <laughs> but uh, I had one and then, you know, makes the light beers. You don't have to have as many of them because you already got a little head start. And that's drinking with me. Man, I'm still winded from that text. You did great. Thanks. Especially with names, people you didn't know, you did phenomenal. Headed to Cabo, Mexico this morning. Unfortunately, I'm only in regular first class. No fancy laydown seats. It's going to be a rough 12 days playing some amazing golf with my wife, and that's from Keith. Oh, Keith, missing missing the Cats game, huh? Oh, yeah. Golf's better. Sounds like maybe you're also missing the Missouri game. Really? Hmm. Wow, not even going to be in the country on the anniversary of 9-11. Keith said he'd never forget. Joy Cabo, though, Keith. Texter says, MJ wearing white Jordans with dark jeans and a blue button-down tucked in has officially killed Jordans forever. I didn't see that. But I'm not a a shoe guy. I just don't care. Like, I don't want bad shoes, but I've never been one to be what the kids call a sneakerhead. No, did you see the the custom cleats, though? I did. The Will Levis ones are pretty sharp. I will. Like, all right, can I have like an old man take? Yes. If you're gonna wear these cleats, well, let's be good. No, you can't yeah, be yeah. bad in those cleats. You can't like completely suck. I, so the thing was, is I was actually texting the guy. I was like, "What's the, 
Because he has Stark Industries on one side, and then on the other side, I'm like, what's this logo? I haven't seen it before. Is it a comic book character I'm missing it? And that's actually Will's logo. And it does kind of look like something a superhero would wear. It's kind of, it's like a circle, it looks like a lightning bolt. Has Will has a, has a quarterback at Kentucky ever had a better offseason than Will Levis without having to do much of anything? I mean, I know Drew Barker got a lot of hype, but man, Levis is really, I mean, Drew Barker went on the Today Show, by God. Seriously. It's it's like he has won the job without us having seen him throw a football, although we have seen a little bit of limited practice and whatnot. But pretty wild. Pretty wild how, like, just a couple months ago, people were uncertain about him, unsure if he should be the starter, where he falls in the pecking order. I remember there was this morning radio host that said he'd be big mad if Will Levis was named the starter. So a lot of stuff to take in there. A lot of stuff to take in there. But uh, – <laughs> Carrington Valentine, really happy that he. Oh my gosh. He stayed. Like, he is. My name's Valentine. I'm going to play this up. So, on one side of his shoe, it says, Every day is Valentine's Day. Love it. And then he has little hearts, like the little candy hearts you get on Valentine's Day. Who doesn't love those? One of them is uh, Be My Pick Six, I believe. Be My Pick Six, which that's a stretch. And the other one's Show Me Your TDs. Which that's not a stretch. It's hilarious. It's great. Now you would argue that like if you're a defensive player, you, you don't sh- want to be shown TDs, right? But I mean, but who doesn't love some TDs? Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> oh, it's great. There's a guy in my fantasy league. His name is Show Me the TDs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Um, of course, that's for touchdowns. Yeah, correct. Texture says T.J. Walker, Deputy Doofus, OVW match. Nick's old boss said he would host it. There is, uh, I bet there's a You're zero about to chance. Be a father. I bet there's a zero chance that happens. Yeah, bet there would be a zero chance that would. And happen. also, wouldn't it be, uh, would it be fun? Would it? No. Like, you all wouldn't be good. <laughs> like, no offense. I know you can touch rim, but I, like, I, I would much rather do like a, a real boxing thing, not with Deputy Doofus, just. There's been a part of me that just something. wanted to like do boxing just from the getting in shape aspect of it, not because yeah. I want to hit people. But um, Jake Paul just has inspired you. Didn't he retire? I don't know. Thought I saw Justin's our Jake Paul correspondent. He keeps up a lot. I bet of John. Joke. I bet John would know. By the way, John, Hannah, my, my wife is very confused. She was like, "When you get those Good Morning John texts, is that your brother?" No, that's not my brother. We call him Johnny. Johnny hey, is John, not up here tonight. John, John is from Indiana. He texts in every day. We'll get to his text here probably shortly. Great guy. Johnny is my brother. And not he doesn't. Great guy. And he doesn't send his texts in until about eight fifty-five every day. Yeah. Texter says every time there's some negative news coming out of Lexington, Deputy Doofus goes home and cleans his room. I think that's a scary movie reference. Yep. CD player with the shock absorber was the best. Oh, yeah, like the anti-skip technology. Didn't work. It just, I remember, I was, well, some people loved riding school buses. Some people hated it. I don't think I would have enjoyed it. but I didn't mind it. Mine was pretty quick. Law, like car rides to school, just especially with the siblings in the cars, just like everybody would have their own headphones on, listen to their own stuff. Remember iPod Shuffle? If you ever bought an iPod Shuffle, you shouldn't be in charge of your own finances. Let me buy a device where I can't pick the song I want to hear. Really dumb. Super dumb. Ooh, but it's all the songs you're putting on it, so technically you want to hear it. That doesn't mean I want to hear every song that right I've ever now. put. In. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what if you wanted to go pick a song specifically? You can't do it, dingus. So my iPod Shuffle, what a waste. I actually did not own an iPod. I got a knockoff SanDisk MP3 player. Oh, my gosh. Of course you did. 
And I what Sandisk MP3? Sand MP3 what did it look like? Just I could. Like it was little... like, it was like a little square or a rectangle. Yeah. It probably about the size of two fingers. Gotcha. I know. What and you're uh, yeah, you know, I, I I memorized the order for most of the song, and it could hold like 120 songs. So you know, it worked well enough. Definitely smells like a fire in here. Correct. My nose is a little stopped up. Maybe we should go check to make sure there's not a fire. I was I I caught that whiff as soon as you did, DJ. Oh, I Something, smell it out something's too. definitely burning in the studio. This is not totally so, not a joke. Roush, you talk. All right, I'm, I'll go investigate. Yeah, go investigate. Hopefully, maybe I would check that room. But uh, deer are the deer are gone. The deer are gone. So the deer. <laughs> that's that's when the deer call in you're in trouble. Uh, folks, yeah, this is this is not a joke either. <laughs> I wish it were. Um, I was thinking it was probably just the uh, heating unit because it was so cold this morning, but it, that could be when heat kicks on. After it a has while, a funny it smell. It does have a funny smell. Maybe somebody turned the heat on. Maybe somebody turned the heater on. It is seventy-seven in here, which feels great in my opinion. <laughs> Terry's interview voice is just so dang professional. Oh man, real shame he wasn't around to hear that text message. It is good. I'll give him credit. TJ, when's the cage match between you and the sheriff? Would love to see you bust his ass, metaphorically, of course. Metaphorical ass whooping. Yeah, uh, TJ, we, we think it might be somebody turning heat on. Because it was so cold this morning. And you get that smell when something hasn't had the heat on in a while. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find anything, although I did find about like six old fire extinguishers that probably haven't been used since the <laughs> 70s. Or up to code since then either. Yeah, it, the smell only got better the further away I got from here, so... It's just me. I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm glad the studio's not burning down. Yeah. Be a hell of a way to go out. It really would be. Uh, where are we at? Sorry. Good morning, guys. Nebraska definitely isn't it. Facilities are old. Adidas school uniforms and swag are garbage. Nebraska can definitely suck it. Have a good Thursday, Shannon O'Banner. Shannon posted some scoop on the Facebook page, although it just seems like any time a team wants to coach out, there's it, rumors of like infidelity. and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the other person that tweet, tweeted me similar rumors, like I think Shannon's was a volleyball player. Somebody else was the golf cart girl at the mm-hmm. country club. Like those are all very low hanging fruit. Yeah. Know? And whether true or not, at the end of the day, Scott Frost just kind of stinks as a coach. Yep. That's, that is definitely true. Here's John. John here. Good almost BBN football morning. Okay, guys, I will be at the game with my buddy J-Rod. Hey, TJ, I know it's not an official KRC tailgate, but will you have a cornhole set up? If so, I got your L for you, my friend. We could put a 10 spot on it. We'll got to go wow. talk to you later. I don't See, if I could get a parking pass, I would gladly bring the boards and carry them, but where we're set up, which is so close to the stadium, if I'm parking in a like if I'm in a pay lot or if I'm parking over on State way Street or something, far. way too far to drag those bad boys. So uh, we'll have to see about the cornhole board or not, John. But you could definitely get the smoke if you want it. Isn't John like a preacher or something? They can't bet. They can bet. Oh, okay. Some can't bet. I don't know. I guess he can. Catholics so, can. Somebody said, "Watch out, deputy is plotting on you, TJ." And it's the Billy Madison, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> Glad yeah. I called that guy. <laughs> TJ, in the recap, you left out that UK put the frat on probation, not supporting the frat, but spitballing a theory. They probably sought out Lexington police when they thought they had been punished, but players hadn't. Gotcha. That's a good point. Glad you brought that up. That's that's probably exactly what had happened. It's just it's still even then when they had been put on probation, it seemed like it was a little bit later when they went to Lexington police, but maybe maybe they had caught wind that the, the review board wasn't going to do much with the players, so they got 
all mad about it. I just I don't know if you're these fraternities' parents, like why you'd be so adamant to keep this thing dragging on. You think like cooler heads would prevail and say, "Listen, you got your ass beat." Yeah. Be careful. What's wrong with being on probation too? Like, oh, you can't. Yeah, I don't know. It, it really is becoming a like the longer it drags on, the bigger stink over a stupid, dumb, drunk fight becomes. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, no need. No. Need. Yeah. Uh, Texter uh, says, "I turned on Big Blue Drew's dad's podcast and turned right back off." That's mean. We don't ah, like we don't like that text into the show. Just at all. kidding. It was a good podcast, and I listened to several. Yes, Man, it is fun really just hearing from people that you haven't heard from a lot. Like it's fun hearing from Beisner, Bradley McKee. You don't get to hear from as much, so it's kind of cool to just see what they're up to. And then it's uh, just kind of a podcast for UK fans by UK fans, and you bring in the dad aspect to it. Hits you in the feels. It's good stuff. And it's like uh, you just, I mean. I can only hear people's takes on sports so much. It's kind of nice to know more a little bit about the person, you know? Yeah. Talk dads. Shop, shop. Exactly. That is always nice. Uh, Texter says, uh, we already sent that one in. Already, Justin. John here again. Yes, Jake Paul did retire, but 24 hours later he came out of retirement. We'll got to go talk to you later. See, that's why it's so stupid. That text is not on the text line for what it's worth. It is. It was on the text line. Picture we already wasn't. read it. The picture wasn't, but that's why I did the. But the picture is interesting because he was he, the way you told the story. I assumed like across the bar. He's like right, right next, next to him. him. Yeah, like three <laughs> seats away. Yeah, directly <laughs> next to him. All right, Roush. We got college football tonight, baby. What else we got? East um, Carolina. We get the Joey Cover that spread. Suck it, App State. Former UK quarterbacks Joey Gatewood and Terry Wilson in action tonight. Well, we don't know what Joey Gatewood's role is going to be with Central Florida. Does he play? Does he get on the field? No. I doubt it. My wife says she had a Sandisk MP3 as well. So. Yeah, suck it, Terry. Woohoo! Uh, actually, I do think Joey's going to get in. I take that back. I thought he was named starter. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Dylan Gabriel led the nation in passing last year. That seems like he would be the starter then if you did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right, bets I've got for tonight. I've got Minnesota plus fourteen. Justin, you scared? I'd do thirteen and a half. I can get it for 14. Why would I do that? Yeah, no, 14 would be a push. I'm out. 14 no, would out. be a push. Justin is such a loser. Seriously. I'm I've out. got a theory for winning all these games, and he just never I'll do 13 it. and a half. Okay, but 14's a push, meaning you don't lose at 14 either. I don't I don't know. You just want to be able to win at 14, I, you I, selfish I, SOB? Yeah, and I don't. I truly don't think Ohio State covers that. I don't know. I'm, you, I'm so torn. Then bet it. I'm you so torn. Me, you gave me so much crap last week. I know it. All right. But now the season's here. That's fine. Whatever. I'm taking Minnesota plus 14. Even a backdoor cover, I think, could be uh, beneficial for me there. Hey, Ray's texter, suck it. Red Sox get a a much-needed win. United States tonight against El Salvador, 10 o'clock. It's going to be a late night for me. I will be very tired tomorrow, but it'll be the Friday heading into the college football season. What if it's like 2-0 at halftime? You won't stay up. Oh, hell yeah, I won't stay up. Are you kidding me? So that's what you need, just 2-0 at half. Yeah, most dangerous lead in soccer, though. That's true. It is. Roush, anything for us today? What should we be looking for for On3 Sports slash Kentucky Sports Radio? Words! <laughs> maybe a Read video. Them. Maybe a video. You going to get the uh, Nike Zoom Pegasus 38 Kentucky Edition? Nope. <laughs> okay, that settles that. Everybody have a good day. We will see you on Friday's show. Thanks a lot to John Summerall coming on. If you didn't hear that in the first hour, download the podcast. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kidd. I'm getting paper.
Look at me now. 